Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So glad you're joining us on Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. So the next few weeks, focusing on the word empowerment, we're going to delineate it down to the letter P for purpose. Do you know what your purpose is? These are really like important questions to ask yourself often. You know, we in our younger years may go, oh, my purpose is blah, blah. But when you get a little bit older, things shift and change, of course, not just the gravity of the body going in a different direction, (laughs) but your purpose will shift because you've grown, you've evolved, and you've changed. So who are you now and what is your purpose? And just keep it simple, just easy peasy simple. And if you need extra help, get my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. And in there, there is a specific section built to support you on how you develop your purpose. And in the meantime, write a review for Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, hashtag us, like us, do whatever you have to do on social media so that our purpose can become fulfilled in empowering not only ourselves, but the world. And now here's today's show. So hi everyone, this is Susan Burrell. And I just wanna remind everybody, I have a book that's out there now called Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey, and you can get it on Amazon. And I'm also teaching the book, and I will be doing an online uh, Zoom circle starting this summer in June, and it'll be six weeks. So check out my website and get the book and begin to live your empowered life. So I just want you all to know that straight up. So out of all of this empowerment, We are riffing on the word purpose, and my uh, assistant extraordinaire, Bianca Bursis, (laughs) is with me today. (laughs) Hi, Susan. (laughs) Hi, honey. So everybody, so I thought, Bianca and I were sitting in the office one day, and we started talking like we usually do, and, um, and we started talking about purposeful living and living on purpose, and not just on, on purpose for, um, getting things done, right? Mm -hmm. But on purpose in terms of who you are, who you're choosing to be in life, and then how do you want to live your life, Mm -hmm. right? Right, Bianca? Absolutely. And, you know, as someone who did your book, and I'm not trying to to be a huge promoter here, even though I am, (laughs) um, (laughs) I feel like that really helped me a, a lot more throughout my journey. And again, it is a journey of really putting me on the straight and narrow of what really is my purpose. So I've tried, I've been trying to be trying is the keyword, be a minimalist for, I think it's been like 10 months or or so I want to say. Um, and that has kind of, you know, put me in this direction of where do I want my life to kind of be right you know, at my age, um, at this point in time, at where I live, you know, who I want to be, that sort of thing. So, um, 
that that's kind of why I'm here. And your book again has, you know, really helped. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Put that in a, a clearer view. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of the things we were talking about is, um, when you are living purposefully, um, it's also intentionally like Mm -hmm. you, you, your actions are intentional. Your experiences become intentional. So share with everybody, first of all, what a min- what a minimalist is for those folks that really don't understand that, and okay. then how living intentionally is part of that philosophy. For sure. So the big one that everyone kind of knows at the moment, and it's because of her her Netflix series, is uh, Marie Kondo. Love so, her, love her, love right? her. Love her. <laughs> so I feel like she's kind of your 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 starter for. I don't want to say minimalism because she's all about keeping what sparks story. Well, that could be everything in your home that sparks story. You know, that could be from the toilet paper you have to, you know, the, you know, old Raggedy Ann doll that you've had for a long time. I loved my Raggedy Ann doll. (laughs) I had one when I was younger too. I know, I know the feeling. Yeah. I think I got rid of her, you know, it does. Oh, I know. Didn't spark joy. And it's something I outgrew. But so she is kind of the starter package, I want to say to, to getting rid of your stuff. Now, minimalism, I feel like people think that it's kind of extreme because a lot of minimalists, they, some, not all, they kind of live with an empty house, just their bed, the essentials. And that's great. But I've had to kind of figure out my, how do I want to say my, um, my way of living, my kind of your version of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My own version of it. So it it kind of starts with getting rid of the things that you don't necessarily need in life. Just the essentials, the, the stuff that you really need and kind of getting rid of all the other stuff, all the muck. You know, right. So you're talking about the 15 pairs of jeans that were hanging in my closet. Okay, so, so I had now so I have 12. <laughs> right. Yeah. But no, I so many. <laughs> right. And, and or the the plethora of mixing bowls that you never use. Exactly. You need exactly. 15 mixing bowls. That kind of right. stuff. Right. Exactly. And that that kind of makes room for you to have more time. Mm-hmm. Have more time to do the things you love because you're not going out and buying the newest top that you think you need. You're not going out and buying the newest iPad that you think you need because everyone else has it, that you take the time and you put it into yourself. So, okay. So let me just uh, say what I think I heard you say. Part of your intentional living and, and your version of being a minimalist is um, making sure on a regular basis that you clear stuff out as you begin to, because we're, we all accumulate, right? We are, so much. <laughs> I mean, we were hunters and gatherers and I think right. gathering is part of the shopping frenzy. I don't know, maybe I'm making this up, but. No, it, it, it's true. That's very true. But so then it, it, once you clear out space, physical space, you're also clearing mental space. Is that? Absolutely. Mental space to... I feel like when you have less, it's not that you become less, but you have more time. You have more of 
you kind of validate yourself with the fact that you don't need these things to, to make you who you are. You know? Okay. Yes. So let's talk about that because I think yeah. a lot of people, I know I just was gone on vacation for a week and I, one of the things I like to do is wander into stores and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I really like that. Do I need this? I, no, go I don't need this, but yeah. I really like it. So then my choice becomes, I really like it. I think I'd like to have that nice pair of earrings. Then I have to come home and go, okay, how many <laughs> earrings can I get rid of? Because I bought one pair. Does that's part of it, right? Is I do the whole one in one out thing. Uh -huh. like, and I really, it's hard because sometimes I try to replace things that I don't necessarily need to replace. It's like, oh, oh well, those shoes are kind of falling apart. I guess I can get this new pair, you know, uh -huh. and it's like, well, no, I could probably go around patching it up and making it have a longer lifespan. But, and then it is a thing. I, I, I'm a huge thrifter. I love secondhand clothes. You know, I think we have so much on this earth that why not just keep repurposing what's already around. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a perfectionist in that part of my life. I am a perfectionist, but, um, being, trying to strive to be, uh, my version of a minimalist is it's helped me mentally go, okay, I don't need this. I, I have had a lot of self-doubt of, well, if I don't have this, I'm not going to be this certain person, or I'm not going to be oh. this certain way. Mm -hmm. And I have to work on that every day. And that's what really decluttering and, and having the essentials is really helping me do because it's, it's showing me my purpose of being who I am, not needing these certain things and taking that time to either work on myself or have these great experiences with the people around me who I love and mm -hmm. being around friends and family, you know, rather than going to the mall or going thrifting or scrolling through online, you know, shops, you know, so it, it really helps define what I want to do with my time while I'm on this earth. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, and you mentioned the thing about experiences and that you were the, uh, inspiration for when we, as, uh, we did that at, around Christmas time at the end of the year of giving experiences, you know, thinking of things that could be a, a fun adventure or thoughtful gift that, um, didn't require acquiring. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Well, because it's so hard, especially during that time, it's like, well, I have to think of something to go get this person. And then you go to the stores or the mall and it's packed and it's, it's kind of in a sense depressing because everyone it's that, that holiday cheer that everyone sings about and talks about. It's not there. It's just people getting stuff to give to someone who may or may not like it and then may return it. Right. Or so, re-gift it. Right. So it's I, the part of purposeful living is, is like you said, the, the gift of in experience. Like when you have experiences, you have the memories and a, a, you have the time with the people that you're around who's doing it with you. And 
that's really, I mean, to me, that's what matters because at the end of the day, we're not going to take the stuff with us when we, no. you know, go do however, you know, however you go, we're not going to be able to take the money, the, the chest of drawers, you know, the expensive three piece suit that you bought, you know, we're not going to be able to take that with us. It's at least we have the, the memories of the people that we were with and the time mm-hmm. we here and did this. And, you know, it's, that's really what matters to me because the things aren't what make us. They're, no. yeah. Those are, th- things are really, uh, some things are there just to fill the empty space within us that we haven't uh, gotten in touch with. That is a huge thing that I've realized. And after finishing your book again, <laughs> huge shout out to Susan. Uh, after finishing your book, it, it did make me realize like, wow, I, I did have the 12 pair of jeans because I really didn't like myself. I really didn't know my purpose, know who I was. Like it was feeling that, filling that void in a sense. Like, well, I have this and I have that. And, and that's kind of what makes me me because I have these nice things, but that doesn't, if you think about that, that doesn't really add up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it comes, so, um, defining our purpose in order to live purposefully, Mm -hmm. so that really fast five times, (laughs) (laughs) um, is part of it is and figuring out what you you intend to do or be mm-hmm. what you desire to be and also figuring out what you value right that's what we're talking about too right not just being intentional but what is it do, what is it that i value and then i can i can be more of that or live more intentionally along those lines of value right right like for me uh, you know uh what i value is um freedom, mm-hmm. my f- freedom. I, I, I have really learned that I don't like t- people telling me what to do, how to do it and <laughs> when to do it. Yeah. I feel you on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd rather much, I'd much rather be at choice about that. So that's another thing I value is having my own choices and also, um, integrity. Integrity mm-hmm. is a huge thing for me, which means being in alignment with what I value. And if I step out of alignment with what I value, it hits me. I, you know, it, yeah. it, I get pulled up short by, right. I don't know the universe. I don't know what, whatever you want to call it. Right. Because I'm not be being true to myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and with that point too, I value my time mm-hmm. and I don't want my time being filled with meaningless things, I guess, you know, I want my time to be filled with self-care has been a big thing, whether that's just today. Uh, I just sat in a park and just listened to the birds, felt the wind. It was like, Oh my gosh, like I could do this almost every day. Why am I not doing it? And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, no, I got things to do and, you know, a job to make money so that I can buy these things. No, <laughs> you know, I need to carve out time to do those things. And that's, you know, a huge thing. I feel like there's so much going on in the world that people haven't really taken that time to connect with themselves, do the self-care. It's, it's a 
big thing for yourself. It really is. Yeah. And people think, oh, self-care, let me go to the spa. Let me go get a pedicure. Sure. Yes. But that's also getting in line with yourself and going, okay, am I good where I'm at right now? Do I like who I am right now? How can I work on myself? You know, Mm -hmm. And, and circling back around, finding your purpose are you good with like, check in, are you good? You know? (laughs) Right. Right. One of the things, um, as you were speaking, Bianca is, uh, like sitting outside, enjoying Mm -hmm. moments like that. You know, you can do that whether you're working in an office building or, you know, if you're, if you're in a, in, in a cubby (laughs) in in a, a 10, 45,000 story building, God forbid, that sounds horrible to me, but (laughs) you could take time. You could, you know, if you got that Fitbit watch on and it says, get up and move, go downstairs and take your shoes off and stand in the grass for a minute or under a tree or walk. Yeah. Right. Take a walk. You know, one of the things I found early, well, early on, like 10 years ago, <laughs> it's that I I love beauty, right? I I love art. I am an artist. I love looking at art, and I love beauty because it, it yeah. feel there's something that just uplifts my soul when I'm looking at beautiful things. And so I determined that something that would be easy to bring into my home would be fresh flowers. So I made in, an intention. I set an intention to always have fresh flowers in my kitchen. I love that and. And now I have roses in my backyard that I can, I can trim some of those roses and bring them in. And, and it just, fresh flowers brings in beauty and it makes me happy. It's a gift it, to yourself. It is. And yeah. it doesn't cost a lot, you know, really. You can get, get them for not that much. But it's the same with, I, I would imagine, people that do gardening. You know, they feel yeah. so... Um, in alignment with their values, you know, growing, growing their own vegetables and stuff for food on the table. That's, that's a big deal. And that's kind of a minimalist thing too, you know, growing your own. Oh my God. I think I'm going to be planting a garden (laughs) 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 because I've been, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I buy the old fashioned way. Mm -hmm. I buy for the week. Right. Okay. And I think, oh, I think maybe we'll have this and maybe we'll have that. And then when I get to the day of the week that I thought maybe, I don't want that. No. <laughs> so I'm, I have been wasting a lot of food in my refrigerator that were, were I growing some of those things, I could just go out and pick them as I need, right? Right. True. You true. know, and, and sometimes going to the farmer's market, uh, everything looks so wonderful. Yeah. I will, again, bring home too much. And then it doesn't all get eaten. And, um, but that's so, you know, like trying, I, that's something I'm personally working on beyond (laughs) how to buy less food so that we eat it and not, um, not overspend or overbuy and then have food go bad when there's so many people out in the world that can't, you know, afford to eat. Right. Right. I feel like minimalism, um, also kind of, I want to say hunchbacks on the zero waste living, which I haven't got into. I, it, I'm, you know, I'm bringing my, my bags to Trader Joe's. I'm, I'm using, uh, you know, recycling my plastic, trying not to buy a lot of plastic, you know, it's kind of all just to make 
this earth that is sadly, you know, in disarray, make it at least a little bit better, you know, which is good. But going back to, to the gardening thing, I kind of feel that way with, I have so many plants in, in our house and it's the growth to just watch the growth of these plants makes me so excited. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I wake up, I every, wake up every day, I water them. And when I wake up the next day, some of them, you can see these little, you know, they're growing little leaves and I'm so excited. And it really is the small things like, you know, I, I was raised in, in a household where it was, we didn't have a lot of money. And so it was always talk about money and not having enough and, oh, we got to watch this and oh, we got to watch that. And I, I feel like I've grown up with that mentality until I saw, you know, I found out about minimalism and, and intentional living and having just what you need in order to live a good life and being okay with that because it really isn't, I don't, I don't need these things. I don't need all of these things. I'm only going to wear one shirt during the day. I don't need to have five, 10 shirts, you know, got to, now I feel like I need to go home <laughs> and declutter my closet, but, <laughs> you know? but it, it really is these small things throughout the day that I go, man, this is kind of what makes life worth it. And it kind of what wakes me up every morning to, mm-hmm. to see my little plants growing and to, to go sit and feel the breeze and to hear the, the ocean. And I know it sounds so cheesy and so cliche, but it, if you do it often, you will feel like you have a purpose every day, mm-hmm. you know, that, that doesn't need to be, you know, these huge, I'm going to be famous and have 10 cars. And, and if that's what you want, great. And, you know, I hope you find your purpose, but I, this is kind of where I lie with mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I agree with you on all those things. You know, it's interesting, as you were saying, to not have so much, my, it, my grandparents mm-hmm. and uh, my parents had well, one side of my family had like my one grandmother had four different sets of china. Oh my gosh, why? Plus the daily the daily dishes you eat off of, right? right. And why? I I I I really don't know. So, but now I've been the recipient of some of those, which is the the china stuff. And some of that is good because I one of my intentional living choices is yeah. to not use paper napkins right. or paper plates or plastic yeah. uh, red cups or any of that stuff. I really, really, and when my family comes over, they're like, well, why can't we just use paper plates? Because, <laughs> oh, because yeah. you don't need the to keep stuff in, in the landfill. Yeah. Can, I can wash my tablecloth and napkins. Right. I can wash my dishes, you know, using less water, that kind of thing. Exactly, and, and it's less so you know. So I thank you, my grandmother, for my extra set of uh, china that we can eat on uh, at certain times when there's more people in the house. Exactly, and that's the thing too is that it, it, it's funny you talk about that because I was going through the shed that we have that's full of stuff that I try to get rid of. You know, it, it's it's for when we have a bigger place. But again, that's kind of hypocritical of me to say when I should just be using it now or getting rid of what I don't need. So again, I'm rethinking this as we talk, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. 
<laughs> good to talk these things out. Um, I was going through a bunch of, I have a box where I have all my memorabilia of like stuff when I was a kid or stuff when I was a teenager. And I, you know, I would journal to my friends and those memories as, you know, tangible as they are, I don't need to keep them. Some of them I didn't need to keep. I was like, why am I keeping this? You know, it's like a note from my friend who was like, class is boring. Like, I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, why do I have this? (laughs) You know, why is this around? I don't need this. I'm not going to look back and be like, oh, okay. I hope she wrote back to me, you know, and then (laughs) throw it back in the box and see it in 10 years and probably repeat the same thing, you know? So I started getting rid of some of that stuff. I still have the memories, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's, you know, a few things that I kept. So I go, wow, I really enjoyed that. Or I had a good friend back then, you know, but really the memories are with me. I don't need to keep the stuff, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because the older generations had, Mm -hmm. um, a hope chest, right? Yeah. The hope chest was for women to begin to, uh, this was like in the 1800, earlier even, um, they would make their own, embroider their own sheets and pillowcases and put that in the hope chest and make it their own quilt that would eventually go on their bed that right. you know they would share with their husband and maybe even make baby clothes. And, you know, and this was hoping they'll get married or hoping they'll have children or whatever. And then the hope chest got converted into the keepsake chest, you know, once the babies came, then you keep their first shoes Mm -hmm. and you keep their blah, blah, blah. And, and, um, and as we're talking, Bianca, there's a part of me, I'm wondering if that also came from, uh, people that had traveled very long distances and had to leave their country of origin is happening today. And leave ninety percent of that stuff, absolutely stuff there. And so once they got to wherever they ended up, well, let me keep those extra things because mm-hmm. I had to get rid of so much and let go of so much. I agree. I agree. I, you know, I my great grandparents came to Ellis Island from Italy, and I know they didn't come with much, you know, so I definitely think I know how my dad is. My dad is an organized hoarder, I feel like. (laughs) It's very organized, but there's a ton of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that is definitely a generational thing of, well, I worked so hard, you know, I came from nothing, I worked so hard, I'm going to keep this, you know. Right. Are you ever going to use it? Probably not, you know, but in that is just to me that's just clutter in your mind the more clutter you have the more like stressed out you are you know (laughs) okay so the more I want to I want to say that out loud for everybody because I agree with you the more clutter you have in your environment Mm -hmm. in your home in your office in your drawers the (laughs) more it contributes to a mental and emotional clutter oh absolutely yeah because because we uh we have so much going on inside and then the extra added stimulus as I'm looking at my desk with all my crystals <laughs> and papers about, Oh my God, <clears throat> I'm going to be eating my words. I know. But, <laughs> but when, you, when you look at your circumstances, right. Or your, or yeah. your environment, it can begin to weigh on you and, and create more emotional turmoil. If you're already in an emotional turmoil. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 
if you're stressing about one thing, your environment will stress you out more, or it also works vice versa. You will be more stressed because of the stuff that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. (laughs) So you're like me. I know when I get stressed, my kitchen counters spotless, my software (laughs) organized, my closet beautiful. Right. Right. And and that's, and that's one way I de-stress is by organizing and clearing and cleaning, Mm -hmm. but it's also a great spiritual practice, um, to clean out a closet and create empty space because, um, the way the universe works, the way the law of circulation works is once you empty something out, something else moves in energetically moves in. And that's kind of what you're talking about, about you, when you clear things out, you create more time for yourself. That's an energetic. I feel like I have more time because I've emptied this stuff out. You put it out into the world. Mm -hmm. You're taking the stuff that you don't need out so that the world will give you more back. That's right. You know, that's right. Yeah. And if you do it intentionally, if you're living a purposeful life, or purposefully living, um, <laughs> and you do it intentionally, then pay attention because we were just talking about this before we started the recording. Um, because the universe will then bring to you what you're, what as you clear out, you get to grow your consciousness. As you clear out old belief systems and energy, stuck energy stuff, um, as old emotions, old wounding, as you clear that out, then the universe brings to you more better, more better. Right. <laughs> because it's matching your new, it, mm-hmm. well, people talk about it as a vibration. So it, it's either matching your new vibration or your new consciousness that you've grown. And so in the clearing it out, whatever it is, right. whether it's a physical, mental, emotional, energetic thing, yeah. um, you do create more room to have uh, more happiness, more joy, more freedom, more time, more love. Mm-hmm. Really, 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 truly. That I mean, that's been my experience, at least. I've noticed that too. I've noticed that once I've worked on myself and got the the muckiness out mentally, mm-hmm. you know, then I was able. Then I w- was able to physically get rid of those things that I was holding on to. Ah. Like, oh, the friend that I didn't like gave me this, and so. Now I have to keep it because we're not friends and we're not talking. No, I don't need to keep it. I've mm-hmm. moved past that. Mentally, I've moved past that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to keep it. And it mm-hmm. feels so good. It really feels so good to just get rid of that. And you're like, man, I'm really done with that. I'm, yeah. you know, I've I've kind of patched up that wound and now I can really, you know, open be open to like you said what the earth and the world needs to give me, you know, yeah, the so, energy needs to get, you know. Right. So what I'm hearing you also speak to is in clearing things out, there is a completion. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I work with um, several clients who are women that are, have gone through divorce mm-hmm. or are going through divorce. And, and that usually one of the first assignments I give them is to clean out their bedroom closet. Absolutely. Clean well, out the hire house. Hire me, by the way, hire me. <laughs> That's right. She, Bianca's really good at it, everybody. But truly, because, um, because the emotional attachment to the stuff, whether it's yours or his or ours or whatever, um, keeps you stuck and you yeah. cannot heal no. uh, from trauma of divorce until you clear out the house. And 
99% of the women that I make them do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't make them. I tell them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I make them. Um, right. <laughs> but they come back to me and say, oh my God, I, I can't believe how much better I feel because I'm not looking at his stupid poster of blah, blah. Right. There's so much energy in that too. The thing, whatever it is, the picture, the stuffed animal, the baseball that he had signed, there's energy in that, you yeah. know, yeah. it's his energy. It's your energy. Cause you probably resent the fact that you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So get rid of it. Just get rid of it. But you know what? I feel like, I mean, at least in my experience, I had to come to this conclusion. You know, I can't keep this. I keep, why am I keeping this? I'm done with it. That, right. and, and you know, that's, I feel like, like you said, the completion was okay. Now I can get rid of this picture. I can get rid of this, uh, you know, blanket. I can get rid of whatever it is. I feel like that it, it's empowering. It's, you know, liberating. You're like, man, thank God, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And part of, Part of it also is um, in living intentionally Mm -hmm. is to, like you were speaking earlier, uh, using less plastic, right? So when you're, when you're excavating stuff, um, physical stuff, Mm -hmm. have, have a high intention of where it's going to end up, right? Just don't order a big U-Haul or a big (laughs) dump truck and dump it all in and then have think it's going to go to a landfill. Right. Right. I mean, be intentional about where you could gift, give your stuff that you no longer use, but maybe somebody else can. And that's, that's goes back to your thrifting, right? That's where you find amazing gems. Yeah. There are so many times that I have given stuff to friends, family that they enjoy it more than, you know, I ever will, which that brings me more happiness and again, going back to the word purpose, it kind of gives me purpose in the fact that, okay, I can't use that, but you will, and you'll love it. And oh my gosh, I feel so good that I gave you this and you were so obsessed with it. You know, I've had so many people be like, oh my God, you gave me that coat and I love it. I wear it every day. And I'm like, wow, I feel so good about myself. You know, I don't want to say it's superficial, but it it's giving, again, it's giving some a piece of clothing, whatever it is that you're giving to that person, a new purpose. So not yes. only do you have a new purpose, so does that object that you're giving to someone have a new purpose. That yes. person's going to love it, wear it for the next five years, and hopefully pass it on to someone else. Right, you know? right. Which so. which also goes back, okay, we're, we're belaboring this, but um, <laughs> there is also, this is maybe my belief, but there are so many um, box stores out there now that yeah. sell really cheaply made things. And so the quality of crafts, craftsmanship and attention to detail is not always there. And so it's important to, to really double check yourself if you're yeah. out in a big box place. Is Like you said earlier, is this really what I need? Do I even need this? Right. And, and then the idea of going to some going to thrift stores to find the thing you think you need that might be the better choice first because um you're going to find something that's well made well made right and well made okay sometimes yes cuz this i have many thrift stores and many thrift experiences where i've bought something and it has had holes in it and stuff like that but that's a story for a different time <laughs> um 
fast fashion is one of my, I don't want to say hatreds because hate is a strong word, but the Forever 21s, the H&Ms, the, those, like you said, big box stores are terrible for consumers, for the environment. Sure, they're inexpensive, but like you said, the craftsmanship is not going to last you for the next 10 years. And it probably won't even last a year. There are so many Forever 21 things, and I'm sorry I'm calling Forever 21 out, but they're known for you buy a shirt, you buy pants, and two weeks after washing it, it already has a hole or it has a stain you can't get out. And you spend, of course, you spend 14 maybe $20 thinking, you know, wow, what a steal. But it you're going to end up giving it away or you're going to end up throwing it away. If you think, well, I can't give it because I have, it has holes, it has a stain. And, you know, if you're not proper, if you don't know the proper way to get rid of the stuff, then, you know, it is going to end up in a place that you don't want it to end up for the environment, you know? So yeah, yeah, it just, the big box stores, the fast fashion, it's, it's ridiculous. And it, it doesn't, I think fashion should be unique. I think it's tailored to the person that buys it. And thrift stores are a great way to have a sense of fashion and have it be unique and have it be sustainable and, you know, have it for a long time. Because what you find at a thrift store, you're not going to find out of Forever 21. You're not going right. to, you know, because it is going to be better quality. Right. It's going to be, you know, a, a different pattern, a different color than what you're going to find in a normal store that's following mm-hmm. the fashion, you know, market of putting something out every... Right, for the every, fast sell. Right, yeah. It's like going to McDonald's for the fast... Exactly. Food. I have learned, as much as I love thrifting, I've also learned that if you want something that's going to last a while, I'm going to be okay with spending, and this is a recent <laughs> learning experience... I'm going to be okay with spending like a hundred bucks for pants that come from a sustainable store that I'm going to have for a while. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many great sustainable clothing lines out there these yes, days. Yes, there is. You have Everlane, you have Reformation, you have, uh, you know, I can't think of them at the moment. Those are the two that I really love shopping at. So, um, but there's so many out there. You can just Google sustainable fashion and so many will pop up. So mm-hmm. it's, almost better to save your money, save the $20 you're going to take to a a Forever 21 and H&M and put that towards something that's going to last you a longer time and that you won't have to go out and buy five more of, you know, it's just that that's also purposeful thinking of your wardrobe and your environment, you know, the, the earth, mother earth, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so Bianca, (laughs) I I, I always have fun talking to you about this stuff. We, and we're and we've just been talking about learning how to be intentional in your choices. Um, possibly maybe minimizing some of the things that you do or that you have, Definitely, yeah. And then choosing uh, to follow what you value and make that your cornerstone or your key um, uh, go-to. Absolutely. And, um, and creating experiences as opposed to creating stuff. Yes, you know? 
Definitely. And, and finding your purpose without the stuff. <laughs> finding your purpose without the stuff. That's good. Yeah, look out for my memoir. That's called, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for having the conversation you. with me on, this was fun. on air. Yeah, yeah. Well, we always have fun when we talk. Yes, we uh, do. <laughs> but I want to invite everybody, uh, if, if you're interested, I have a gift for you. It's on my website, susanburrell.com. You can download... Um, a guided meditation that I created called out of the box thinking. And I think that it might help you figure out how you want to live a purposeful life intentionally. So with all of that, I'm going to end with, and so it is namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did go to susanburrell.com, you can See all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.